Today, the UN Secretary-General says the Gaza death toll shows there's something wrong with Israel's military tactics. The Al-Shifa hospital is in the firing line as Israeli troops fight Hamas in the north. The Ukrainian president fears Americans are losing interest in Ukraine's plight. And in Hollywood... First the party, then back to work. The actor's strike is over. It's Thursday, November 9th. This is Reuters World News, bringing you everything you need to know from the front lines in 10 minutes, every weekday. I'm Carmel Crimmins in Dublin. And I'm Kim Vanell at Reuters Next in New York. The UN chief says the number of deaths in Gaza shows there's something wrong with Israel's military tactics. Secretary-General Antonio Guterres spoke with Editor-in-Chief Alessandro Galoni at the Reuters' next conference in New York. First of all, there are violations by Hamas when they have human shields. But uh, when one looks at the number of civilians that were killed with the military operations, there is something that is clearly wrong. And one of the things we say to Israel clearly, it is very important that the laws of war are fully respected. And they're not respecting it now? Palestinian officials say 10,569 people have now been killed in Gaza, 40% of them children. It is also important to make Israel understand that it is against the interests of Israel to see every day the terrible image of the dramatic humanitarian needs of the Palestinian people. That doesn't help Israel in relation to the global public opinion. Israel's UN ambassador, Gilad Erdan, rejected Guterres' position, saying the Gaza death toll can't be trusted. He says Israel is working to limit civilian casualties, while Hamas targets them. Guterres condemned Hamas strongly, but he says... We need to distinguish. Hamas is one thing, the Palestinian people is another. If we don't make that distinction, I think it's humanity itself that loses meaning. It was a big day in midtown Manhattan at the Reuters Next conference. After Guterres, we heard from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Zelensky says he worries about American attitudes towards the war in Ukraine. I know that without your help, without United States, leaders of Europe, we, we couldn't manage this result. What we have for today is real. But you have all, also understand that there are so many bad surprises, bad surprises, crises. Can be crises in some parliament or in Congress. The decisions are making a little bit slowly. He acknowledges Israel and Gaza has distracted attention from Ukraine's plight. It's difficult when you have now the war on the Middle East and nobody knows when it will finish and nobody knows the result of this tragedy. But you have to know if you if everybody been focused on Ukraine previous year, now you see the dividing focus. Yes? So a lot of challenges. And that's why there are some slow process. The former comedian laughed out loud when asked if he ever finds light moments amongst the suffering. Yeah, sometimes I have, really, I have possibility to see my children and my dogs. It's really great. My wife with children and with the dogs, and it's always fine. Sometimes I'm thinking, really, looking at all these words, looking at 
all the crises, Middle East, not only Ukraine, everywhere, in Africa, in the Middle East, sometimes I'm looking at this and think that it, the best way if this planet will be the planet of real, of dogs. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand people, really. I can't understand. I think that they are just, just crazy, crazy people. Reuters Next continues today, and I'll be in the room for all of it. You can catch all of the action in a live stream on Reuters.com. Thank you, President. Thank you. Plenty of talk about the state of the economy at Next and where we're headed. Here's Brian Moynihan, the CEO of Bank of America. Our research team is the best in the business, and they've moved to the soft landing category, and they have the slowdown in the economy in the middle of next year. The chair of the U.S. Council of Economic Advisors, Jared Bernstein, was even more upbeat. From the tailwind perspective, we're looking at a uh, pretty clear transition to steady and stable growth. Street battles are raging in Gaza City as Hamas fighters use tunnels to ambush Israeli soldiers. Residents say Israeli forces are moving closer to the Al-Shifa hospital, where thousands of Palestinians are sheltering. Mothers like Fathia Shabir, who has lost all her children. She says there's nowhere safe to go, not a hospital, nor a refugee camp. Jonathan Saul is reporting on the IDF from Jerusalem. Jonathan, how likely is it that Al-Shifa will become a battleground? At the moment, Israel is only explicitly mentioned the Al-Shifa hospital complex and what they say are multiple layers of Hamas command structures below the hospital. They've said they've known about this for many years, but they've not chosen to target it before. It's likely based upon the assessments from military analysts that Israel will probably intervene. It's likely to be an incursion in some shape or form by their ground troops. Most likely, according to military analysts, they will have to give sufficient warnings. That could be 24 to 48 hours or even longer to evacuate the area of Al-Shifa. The people that I've spoken with, security sources inside Israel say it's not going to be an easy operation in any shape or form. They expect to take casualties, but according to their rules of engagement, it's not one that they can do with airstrikes in any possible way as far as I understand. How is Israel reacting to the international condemnation of civilian deaths? So far, Israel's response has been that they will take whatever action is necessary. They make the argument frequently that multiple sites, including hospitals and civilian areas, are used as cover by Hamas command structures and fighters. They even make the argument that ambulances are used to transport ammunition, equipment and food to Hamas military control centres as well. So I think on that basis, it's unlikely that they are going to heed any calls to avoid these areas, although the extent of which their activity is going to take place is likely to be on the ground rather than using air cover at this stage at least. Jubilation in Tinseltown. Actors have reached a tentative $1 billion deal with studios, ending their months-long strike. Lisa Richwine is in Hollywood. Lisa, so champagne corks are popping all over Hollywood? There are actors gathered in many bars around town. They are thrilled, excited, and honestly relieved. I think relief is one of the biggest emotions that they can finally get back to work. This town has been put on hold for months with this strike and the previous writer's strike. So 
everyone is thrilled that the film and TV sets can get up and running again. What do the actors get? Well, they haven't released the exact financial details, but they're saying that they have gotten major gains, increases in salaries, a new bonus from streaming services, and also protections around artificial intelligence, which had emerged as a big issue. Studios are going to have to get actors permission and compensate them whenever they want to use an actor's image that is generated through AI. When does everyone get back to work? Well, the strike has officially ended and TV networks are going to try to get some episodes ready so they can do the second half of the broadcast TV season, which would be early next year. And also actors are going to be out hitting red carpets pretty soon. They haven't been able to go and talk about their projects, but now they are free to promote all of their movies and TV shows. Israel's spy agency Mossad worked with Brazilian security services to foil an attack on Jews in Brazil. The attack was allegedly planned by the Iran-backed militant group Hezbollah. Hezbollah could not immediately be reached for comment. The United States has carried out a second round of airstrikes on Iran-backed groups it says attacked American troops. The strikes were targeted at a weapon storage facility in eastern Syria that the Pentagon says was used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard and affiliated groups. Ivanka Trump was worried her father wasn't wealthy enough to close a deal on a Florida golf course in 2011. The admission was included in evidence presented in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial in New York. Trump's rivals clashed in a third GOP debate, spending much of the night attacking each other. Nikki Haley clashing with Vivek Ramaswamy when he noted her daughter used TikTok during a discussion over whether to ban the app. Leave my daughter out of it, warned Haley, before muttering, you're just scum. The Miami event did little to alter Trump's lead in the polls ahead of the Iowa caucus. That's it for today's episode. We'll be back on Friday with our daily headline show. To make sure you know what's going on in the world, listen in for 10 minutes every weekday. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player or download the Reuters app.